0: God bless you on tonight we thank God for all of you who are joining us via social media Um, for this our Wednesday night Bible study we're looking forward to continuing part two of a study we started last week about the call and importance of preaching this week we will conclude that with part two. So let's go to God in prayer and we'll dip right into the word of God. Father, we thank you now for this time, your grace, your mercy. We pray you will bless our time together. Bless this word. We pray you will be fruitful. We pray that it will fall on good ground, God. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray that people are helped. We pray that souls are changed, that souls are edified, and and that your son, Jesus, is glorified. So have thine own way. And we give your name all, glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray and we ask it all. Amen. So tonight... Last week we talked from Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, and tonight I want to look at Psalms verse 40, Psalms 40, excuse me, verse 9, the 40th number of Psalms, and I want to look at verse 9, and it says this, Psalms 40, verse 9, I have proclaimed good news of righteousness in the great congregation. Behold, I will not restrain my lips, Lord, you know. Once again, we want to talk from the subject, the call and importance of preaching. So this Psalms is a Psalm of David, and it is said that this Psalms is a Psalm of of uh, after of uh, the israelites after their deliverance and that this psalms this song was sung at the red sea and it is also said to be a letter when shimei brought the names of those who minister in the house of the lord First Chronicles chapter 24, verse 6. It says, Shimei, the son of Nathanael, the scribe from the Levites, recorded them in the presence of the king, the leaders, Zadok, the priest, Ahimelech, the son of Abathar, and the heads of the father's households of the priests and the Levites, one father's household taken for e- Eliziar, and one taken for Eftamar." But David has made it known in Psalms 40. He's in this pit of destruction. And after waiting on the Lord and how the Lord has answered the call of David, now there has become a new song in the spirit of David. And David also tells us we are blessed When we trust God and has not turned to those who are proud And even those who have become involved In falsehood Because we see that the wonders of God Have been done And that There is nobody that can compare to God and that God couldn't remain quiet and how the Lord has opened up the spirit and the mind of David and that the word of the Lord is what David delights to do. And this is the will of God. But it's important to know, it's important to understand and it's important to recognize that all of us will face a period and a moment of destruction or a moment of terror of terror or a moment of hard times or a moment of issues, we all deal with something and we all are going to deal with something. None of us are exempt from dealing with something, from facing something, from going through something. We all have to deal and face some kind of trial and something is going to come at us that we have to live with and that we have to face. But when we have the word of God, we can face it. It's all about the Word of God. How much of the Word of God do you have? How much of the Word of God do you study? How much of the Word of God do you meditate? Do you read? Do you read the Word of God every day? Is, it, is the Word of God something that you that, that is part of your daily ritual, part of your daily life? Because we all need the Word. We all have to have. The word, and especially because life presents us, life brings us, and life sends us storms, challenges, and valleys. And what helps us overcome those is having the word of God in our hearts, in our souls, in our spirits. When we have the word of God, The word of God brings us closer to God. The word of God, it brings us reassurance. The word of God keeps us calm. And the word of God lets us know that God is in complete control. When the word of God goes forth, it's a reminder that God is in control. It's a reminder that God is on the throne. It's a reminder that God will fix it. It's a reminder God will solve it. It's a reminder that the Lord is able to do anything and everything. The Word of God is what is important. We always need to have the Word of God. We always need to study the Word of God, and we always need to be in the place, and the position to hear what God is speaking. The Word of God always gives us food to eat. It gives us fruit. The word of God never returns, void, but we have to accept hear and follow what the word of God is speaking to us, especially when it's the preaching moment. Because God always has a word for everybody, but we have to listen to what God is saying. The text says, I have proclaimed good news of righteousness in the great congregation. But watch this. Behold, I will not restrain my lips. Lord, you know. But that's something that is important. And this is something that is necessary. And here we see that this verse, is said, this verse is also said to be a verse that Jesus Christ has spoken about preaching the word of God to the congregation and that he did not restrain his lips. Isaiah 61, verse 1. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord anointed me to bring the good news to the humble. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to Catholics and freedom to prisoners. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. See, when it is real preaching, it has to be preaching that doesn't restrain itself and that it doesn't neglect What the Lord wants to be said. When you preach the word of God, when the preacher is preaching the word of God, the preacher has to preach what God wants to be said and can't waver in commitment to preach the word of God. The word of God. Has to go forth. The word of God has to be the sticker. The word of God is what is important. The word of God is what is is what is vital. The word of God is what gives life. The word of God is what changes life. The word of God is what changes hearts. We need the word of God, not what we want, not what we desire, but we need the word of God. We. Ought to have a hunger for the word of God, and just like we, just like the congregants want the preacher to have the hunger, it's important for the congregants to have that hunger themselves. Because when the preacher is up. When the preaching is going on, the word of God is strong and the word of God is powerful. But also we have to understand that when the word of God is being professed, the word of God will not have limitations. Why limitations? Why? Because it's the word of God. When it's done correctly. The word of God makes one look at themselves. The word of God will make you examine yourself. The word of God will make you change yourself. But in order for that to take place, the preaching has to go forth, but it has to be the correct, sound, and biblical preaching. Send text. See in text. Preaching. Has to never be concealed. And preaching can't be soft. Because as a congregation, we need real, biblically sound preaching. Preaching, preaching can't be soft if preaching is going to change us. Sometimes preaching has to has to hit us right in the face. The word of God has to hit us in the face. The word of God has to challenge us. It has to convict us. The word of God has to correct us. We can't always have it our way. The word of God makes us submit to God and to deny ourselves. When the preaching is going forth, when the word of God is going forth, the word of God has to do these things. It has to challenge us. It has to convict us. And it has to make us understand that God is good and that we can trust In God, but here it is. It's got to challenge and convict. It's got to challenge and convict. Preaching will never be effective if it's only if it's only hitting on certain texts. Preaching has to hit the whole, a whole holy writ. Because there's going to be some stuff that we don't want to hear because it's hard for all of us to change some of our ways. We all can get stuck in some ways. We all can get stuck doing some things. We all get stuck sometimes doing this and Doing that and, and used to this and used said that. Preaching will challenge you. Preaching will convict you and make you understand that when God is speaking to me, there's some stuff I can't do. Anymore, There's some things I can't put off anymore. There's some things I can't give my time to anymore. And there's some things I can't be afraid to leave. I can't be afraid to move away from. I can't be afraid to change. I can't be afraid of this because the preaching of the word won't let us remain the same. All of us change. All of us adapt. Preaching makes us change. And makes us adapt. It does that. We have we change, we adapt. And when the word of God is going forth, the preacher. Trust God because God is the one that told the preacher what to say. The preacher can never say what God never wanted him to say. He can, The preacher can try to preach something that God didn't want. But if it's not what God wants, it's not really helping. It may boost an ego, but it's not helping the people. We ought to say, I want what God wants. Feed me the word. I need preaching that's going to help me when I'm going through a medical crisis. When I'm going through a physical crisis. When I'm going through a financial crisis. When I'm dealing with stress. When I'm dealing with depression. When I'm dealing with anxiety. When I'm dealing with family members being mean to me. Being cold to me. When I'm dealing with family members attacking me. When I'm dealing with my own. self. When I'm making myself feel bad When I'm making myself feel like I need preaching that reminds me That God is with me That God will get me through That God cares about me That God will see me out of this That God will resurrect me That God will bring me back together I need the unadulterated word of God So when I'm going through When I'm struggling When I'm dealing with problems Dealing with pain dealing with sorrow, dealing with grief, dealing with hurt, God will restore, God will revive, God will renew, and God will always remind me through his word that I can trust him because he never lets me down. But that is how we get stronger is by the word of God. That's how you bounce back is by the word of God but we need sound preaching we don't need preaching that will that will scratch that 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 that, that will that will make us have a, a, a Temporary high But we need preaching that will give us Substance that will give us Strong faith that will give us Strong will that will give us Strong convictions so that Whenever we're faced with a problem We can remember what the preacher Said about God remember what the Preacher told us about God Remember what we heard so that when we're Facing something when we're in Something when we're dealing some, With something sister, when we're, we have A strong foundation that keeps us strong that keeps us stable and that makes us know God has our back cuz sometimes preaching will convict us and make us un- and make us really get back to the reality of trusting God It's easy to say I trust God but do I really Sometimes sometimes when we when, when the preach word is going forth, preaching will make you preaching will make you stop quote stop saying stuff that sounds good for a quote, but you start saying stuff because you know it, you trust it, and you've been through it. <coughs> because it's in the text. The good the good news is not news that we can stop speaking or being silent, because the word of God is good news when the word of God is good news it will get bring us closer to God but watch this if we're going to get closer to God we need the word and we need preaching that will bring us closer to God how in other words how can I get closer to God if I don't hear what God wants for me wants me to do? If I don't understand what God is speaking to me, if I don't understand what God is telling me. If I'm going to get closer to God, then I need I need it to be told to me like it is. I I I don't need it sugarcoated, but I need it to be real. It's like in a relationship. Let's shut marriage. There's no need of two people being together and they can't talk to each other. It's no need of two people being together and they can't communicate. It's no need of two people being together. One person is afraid. One person is fearful. And one person doesn't feel comfortable talking to another person about how what they're dealing with, how they feel. If you can't talk to a person real, if you can't be honest with a person, then really y'all just may not be together because a real relationship can take, can take the good times, but it can take the bad times. It works its way through. It, it continues to work. But if I can't be honest with you, but I said I'm spending my life with you and I want to spend my life with you, I may need to check myself because if I'm going to spend my life with you, I ought to be able to talk to you. I ought to be able to be real with you and I ought to be able to open up to you in such a way that even when I open up, you don't get mad because you don't like what I said. But sometimes if I'm going to be real, then I just have to be real. Same thing with the word of God with When we have a relationship with God, we got to listen to God and we got to let God check us. Because sometimes, have you ever noticed that sometimes when we're living with God, we think that we have it all together and that sometimes we put God on the back burner. Sometimes we, 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 we treat God like he's just over here. Preaching to check you. Preaching checks me. Preaching checks us all. Makes to have us understand and realize none of us can make it without God. We need God because if we're gonna get close, we need the preacher to tell us like it is. We need to have real conversations. Hear the word. A lot of people like to be real until real hit, until real knocks them off their own pedestal that they set up. A lot of people like to be real when they're talking about other folk, but being real takes a different term when we talk about you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people like to be real on certain levels. I can be real. When I'm telling, when I'm talking about this person, but like say, I told you that relationship wouldn't work. I told her she shouldn't have did that. I told him he shouldn't have did that. it worked then, but what about but then when when the conversation comes back to you and tell you, maybe you need to stop doing this, maybe you need to stop looking down on people, maybe you need to stop being toxic, maybe you need to stop being judgmental, maybe you need to stop talking about people, then all of a sudden some people don't want to hear that part of the conversation, well the same way you dish it is the same way you have to take it, if you, it's same with the word of God, if you love the word of God when it's talking about miracles you getting a blessing, you getting healed. You still got to love the word of God when it's telling you to forgive, when it's telling you to love your enemies, when it's telling you to bless those who curse you. You got to love the word of God when it's telling you to work on your marriage, when it's telling you to stop holding on to this habit, when it's telling you to stop sinning, when it's telling you, we still got to learn to love the word of God. We can't just love God and love his word when we are getting when we're getting a breakthrough and when it's our season. It's always our season for improvement, for growth, and for character development. We have to accept the word of God, even when accepting the word of God hurts our pride. Because when preaching goes forth, your pride and your feelings sometimes get hurt. I, I I can attest to times when my feelings and pride got hurt. When I had to understand and realize, I need to stop blaming people. I need to stop always blaming other folk. I need to take some responsibility for myself. I need to take some responsibility and understand I did this, I did that. It's on me. No, nope, nobody put a Nobody told me not to. I did it, and I and I got to own up to the consequences. Cause preaching makes you look at yourself in the mirror. This word good in the Hebrew means preach, announce, and to bear news. This word righteousness in the Hebrew means justice, what is right and what is just, and just. There are moments in our Christian lives, we need a word from the Lord, watch this, that doesn't mind challenging things that we see around us. Because anything that is not right, that is immoral and that is not pure is something we have to challenge and cannot remain quiet about because when preaching is going forth there are times preaching has to cut tolls and can't remain silent when there are things that are that are affecting us and our community when it's affecting both us and our communities because that that happens that happens when preaching is going forth preaching challenges the status quo did y'all hear what I said I said preaching challenges the status quo. It does that. Preaching will challenge the status quo. And we see what's going on in our communities. We see what's going on all around us. Throughout the history of the church, especially throughout the history of the African-American church, the church has been... The glue that has held the community together and the preaching of the gospel through hard times has helped us maintain, has helped us stand, has helped us continue to go forward. Even with all of the turmoil, whether it be racism, lynching, church bombings, dogs, fire hoses, the word of God has still given us that faith that power, that assurance to keep on going forward because the preaching of the gospel gives us that strength to keep on going forward. We we, we see what goes on in our communities, in our society. We see it. It happens all the time. But we can't be afraid to address it. When we believe in God, there's some things we just can't be quiet about. Because it might not affect you this time, but you never know it could affect you next time. But if we are a family of Christian believers, we all have to speak out on anything that is injustice, immoral, and that is not pleasing in the eyes of God. Because, watch this, our preaching has to be okay with being convicting, challenging, and controversial. Because some things... We preach won't always be things that we're happy with, but in order for us to grow, sometimes we have to be in a a seat to where we have to understand, I'm not going to be happy with this. But in the long run, it's going to benefit me. It's no need going to a doctor and a doctor telling you that your body is fine, but he can look at an EKG and look at your reports and see that you're not fine. Which one do you want? Would you want a doctor to lie to you and tell you that you're fine and, you may, and your body fat may be high, your blood pressure might be high, or would you want a doctor to be real and say, I love you, but you're going to lose some weight, you're going to change your diet, you can't eat all this salt and sodium? Which one would you want? I want him to be real with me. We need realness. Even when I don't like it, it's what I need. Because preaching can't keep silent and preaching can't be restrictive. You see in the text. Behold, I will not restrain my lips, Lord, you know. Because watch this. Sunrise, listen. Preaching is not always easy. And this is why it's important for the congregation to always support the preacher, because preaching can wear the preacher out. And when the congregation is praying, encouraging, and going along with the preacher, it helps out the preaching moment. Because when, when we as preachers and pastors are preparing sermons, when we're writing, when we're studying, when we're being diligent, that is a task. It's an awesome task, but it can wear us out. We, we get writer's block. Sometimes we got to leave it and come back. Sometimes we struggle. We wrestle. We, we wake up early in the morning. We wake up in the middle of the night because we, we don't know. Because we're struggling with saying this, we're struggling with that. We, there's so many things in the preparation process for a sermon that we that we deal with. And, but at, but it's but at the end of the day, when God gets glory, that's what's important. But that's why it also helps to have the to have to have our, our members praying, to have our members supporting, to have our members encouraging. Because preaching is not always easy, but it sure is fulfilling. it's fulfilling. Not always easy, but it's fulfilling and rewarding. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16 through 17 says, for if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast about, for I am under compulsion. For woe to me, watch this, if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this voluntarily, I have a reward. But if Against my will I have been entrusted with a commission nonetheless. Acts chapter, Acts chapter 17. Starting in verse one, in Ekanon, they entered the synagogue of the Jews together and spoke in such a way that a large number of people believed both of Jews and, and of Greeks. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the minds of the Gentiles and embittered them against the brothers. Therefore, they spent a long time there speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord, who was testifying to the word of his grace, granted that signs and wonders be performed by their hands. But the people of the city were divided. And some sided with the Jews, while others with the apostles. And when an attempt was made by both the Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to treat them abusively and to stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Lysonia, Lystra, and Derby in the surrounding region. Watch verse 7 of Acts chapter 14. And there they continued to preach the gospel. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5. For we do not preach ourselves but Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your bond servants on account of Jesus. We preach Jesus. But also, preaching the gospel will deal with social issues and with injustices that go across the world. There are some who will say preaching against injustice is sin, but when we preach Jesus and we see the life of Jesus was being the savior of the oppressed and God is the God of the oppressed. Can I give you scripture? I said Jesus Christ is the savior of the oppressed. God is the God of, of the oppressed. Let me give you scripture. Psalms 103 verse 6. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are Oppressed the Psalms one three verse six. Psalms nine verse nine. The Lord will also be a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. He's the God of the oppressed, and Jesus is the is the savior of the oppressed. Because This is what preaching does. It speaks to the oppressed and challenges the incorrect and the ungodly authority. Watch this. That is not treating everybody right. Preaching challenges authority when it's not treating all God's children right. And there are going to be, like I said, there are some who will frown on preaching on social issues. Now, let me say, we should always preach Christ. Jesus is our main focus in preaching. Well, and anything we do, Jesus is the main focus. Studying the word, reading the word, it's all about Christ. But as we live through our daily lives, as we go through our daily lives, we can never ignore what we see we can't ignore racism we can't ignore the divisions that go on on our side we can't ignore like this law that they passed in texas where it's okay to talk about the kkk but it's not okay to talk about the critical race theory we can't ignore when we can't when when schools are not are not teaching on are not teaching on are not teaching on the tulsa race rise We can't ignore when there's a disparity in education, when there's a disparity in medicine, when there's a disparity in insurance. We can't ignore issues that affect us daily. We can't ignore those issues. We've got to preach it and call it out. We can't ignore those things. Because we have the God is the God of the oppressed and we can't ignore what's going on around us just right now there right now the hearings are going on for what happened at the Capitol. On January 6th. And I've listened to so of those testimonies. I mean, you hear these cops talking about them getting uh, getting assaulted and getting hurt. And you hear about a black cop being called the N-word. And then in one breath, black lives matter is a problem. But then so many people are talking about blue lives matter. But did blue lives matter on January 6th? Because if blue lives matter like it's been professed, then police officers wouldn't have been assaulted. So really blue lives didn't matter either. But we got to talk about it. We can't be afraid to talk about it. We got to talk about these things. When we are being treated equally and fair, preaching has to talk about it. Preaching and the text said, "I proclaim right." I I have proclaimed good news of righteousness in the great congregation. Behold, I will not restrain my lips. Lord, you know we got to talk about it when it's affecting us, when it's affecting our children, when it's affecting our parents, when it's affecting what's going on. We got to talk about it because, as I said, preaching we can preach about various issues, but at any day, like I said, it's about Jesus Christ, but we still got to talk about it. We can't be afraid. To talk about it. We can't be shameful to talk about it. We got to stand up for each other. Police brutality, we got to talk about it. Killings in our own communities, we got to talk about it. Women getting, getting raped. We got to talk about it. Some stuff we just got to talk about. Our kids fighting each other, recording videos. We got to talk about that. Our, our, our kids going around stealing cars from, from their parents or stealing cars from those who worked hard. We got to talk about it. No, we got to talk about it because that's what preaching is not all preaching, cannot always be safe, but preaching has to be preaching has to sometimes hit us when we are uncomfortable. But as I said last week, once again, what did the text say? I always ask that question when preaching going. What does the text say? And once again, it says I have proclaimed good news of righteousness in a great congregation. Behold, I will not restrain my lips, Lord. You know the text indicates once again that the word of God is God's word, and we all need the word of God, but we also have to accept the word of God when the word of God challenges us personally and convicts us. Because watch this, this is this is key. Every sermon. Won't be a happy sermon. Every sermon ain't going to be a happy sermon. Every sermon ain't going to be a happy sermon. Some sermons won't make us feel good. But it'll make us convicted and push the change. It's like when 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 I'm at the gym. When I'm at the gym. There are times I have a set time of when I work out. But there are some days I'm on that electrical machine and I'm ready to stop. I'm ready ready to stop then because I don't want to take it any longer. The resistance is building in my legs and my thighs and I'm tired. I just don't want to take it any longer. But I keep pushing. I keep pushing. But when it's over, I'm relieved. But there are just some things I had to go through. In order to, if I'm going to reach my goal, then I got to go through it in order to reach it. If, if When we are believers in Christ and our goal is heaven, preaching sends us through some things. Preaching makes us realize some things and preaching makes us have to accept some things. And, and preaching makes us have to digest some things. Because preaching makes us see us for who we are where we are, and how we can grow and be better. Because have you noticed something with preaching? Preaching, when it's from God, watch this, won't allow us to remain the same. You want to know why? God loves us too much for us not to change. Aren't you glad that God loves you? You ought to be praising God right there with preaching that God loves you so much that God won't let you stay the same. God loves you so much that he's showing I have more in store. I have better for you. God loves us so much that he won't let us stay the same, that he won't. And he sees where we are, but he sees where we can be. He sees how we can get better. He sees how how this is not going to last. This ain't going to be like this always. Preaching when we hear from God. God loves us so much. He won't let us remain the same. The great... Great theologian, Martin Luther, who we know penned his famous 95 Thesis. Martin Luther said this. He said, to preach Christ is to feed the soul, to justify it, to set it free, and to save it, watch this, if it believes the preaching. Reverend Dr. A.W.A. Mays, who pastors Mount Sinai, Missionary Baptist Church in Austin, Texas, said this, a preacher from the Lord Will tell it like it is, and that you have to be that kind of preacher who tells it like God gives it. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 through 5 says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and extort with great patience and understanding for the time will come when they will not tolerate sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and will turn aside to myths. But as for you, you self restrain and all these things, endure hardship. Do the work of, a, of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Because once I said last week, a lot of things just because they sound good doesn't mean it's preaching. Just because something sounds good or it hits an emotion, that does not call, that does not qualify it as sound biblical preaching. Because if you always got the preaching that you just want, you wouldn't be able to make it when a storm comes. That's why we need it all. And, uh uh-oh, it's about to get a little tight. You have to accept preaching when preaching doesn't agree with your lifestyle. Oh, say again. You have to accept preaching when preaching doesn't agree with your lifestyle. Because, that's it for God knows, God speaks, God sees. Have you ever had something that, you, have you ever had that feeling that you know something keeps hitting you, something keeps bugging you, something keeps telling you, uh-uh, uh-uh, it keeps shaking its head at you? It's the Holy Spirit. Preaching will change you, even when it doesn't agree with your lifestyle, because preaching is medicine for a sick soul, (laughs) and preaching will send us to the doctor's office to get healthy. I said, preaching is medicine for a sick soul, and preaching will send you to the doctor's office to get healthy. It sends us to get healthy because this is why we preach Christ. We preach Christ to get healthy. The gospel is to be is to be preached to save us from our sins. The gospel is preached for transformation, and the gospel is preached for us so that we are living for for God. The preaching of the word will save a lot of lives. It saved a whole lot of lives already. All of us are saved because we heard the word of God. Because this verse makes it personal as well. And you see that preaching is a relationship between God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the text, and the preacher. You can't preach the text if you haven't sought God. And you can't preach the text. Watch this. If Jesus... Is not the primary focus. And you can't preach the text. If you don't have the Holy Spirit. Because preaching won't be effective. If the preacher. Hasn't allowed God to change. Them. Because how can the preacher tell. Because as as preachers and as the word of God goes forth, the word of God can't change one group when it's not changing the one who's speaking to that group. Because preaching won't be effective if the preacher hasn't allowed God to change them, because if the preacher hasn't been changed and doesn't have a relationship with God, it won't be effective. It, it won't. It, it won't have power. It won't have. It, it, it won't be what it needs to be. But in order for us to, re- for all of us to receive the word, we have to want to be changed, and we have to put it into practice, and have to have the actions, and have to show. The the fruit that we want to be changed. And here it is. That's why it's important to pray for the preacher. And you should always pray that the Lord gives the preacher a word that will change and bless us all. You want to know why? Here it is. Preachers can run low. Run empty. And can run dry sometimes. And they need... Prayer, because preaching, like I told you before, it's not always easy. It's not easy for the preacher to prepare and preach because there are, because watch this. There are some texts the preacher wrestles with that they really don't want to preach, but have to. There are some texts, some subjects. The preacher doesn't want to preach. But the calling from God makes makes the preacher do. <laughs> and that, that's why prayer for the preacher is so important. That's why, that's why the word is so important. Because all of us have read some verses of scripture <laughs> that even we have said Lord, I don't know about that. It's easier said than done. I hear you. But it's easier said than done. We've all read some scriptures like that. We've all heard some sermons like that. We've all had some devotions like that. Where we like, I hear what you said, God. But are you really sure? Do I really have to do this? I really don't want to I really don't really feel like it because preaching does that it make it make you step up to the plate it make you do some stuff you really don't want to do but you have to because when you look at preaching when a person is on fire for preaching, that person has a dedication, a drive, focus, and determination to be used by God for the glory of God. Because at the end of the day, preaching is about God and not us. And when preaching is about God, it's going to be focused on his will. Because this word restrain, in the Hebrew means to restrict, to withhold, and to keep back. This word congregation in the Hebrew means assembly. And this word know in the Hebrew means to make know. God knows what the congregation needs. God knows how to feed the congregation. And God knows that we have to have a balanced diet as it relates to preaching because preaching is a well-balanced diet. And it doesn't just, watch this, it doesn't just serve us our favorite foods, but it also serves us those foods that we know has a bad taste, but it has good benefits. Remember when you growing up, your parents just always tell you, eat your green vegetables. Eat your green vegetables. You're going to get strong or they, or they use that famous Popeye illustration, we all remember Popeye would uh, fight Bluto, and Bluto would beat him up, but then Popeye would eat his spinach, and when he ate his spinach, he would get all strong, he was able to, to defeat Bluto. But he had to eat these green vegetables. And our parents would tell us sometimes, you need to eat your vegetables. Eat your green vegetables. That didn't mean you wanted to eat it, but you had to eat it if you was going to get strong or you was going to get healthy. Matter of fact, you had to eat your vegetables if you was going to leave that dinner table. That didn't mean you wanted to. But you had to. But you had to. Because it was good for you. God knows what we all need. God knows what you need. God knows what I need. That's why he gives us a well-balanced diet of the word. He knows what we need. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. And our brothers and sisters could not speak to you as spiritual people, but only as fleshly as the infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you are not yet able to consume it. But even now you are not able, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? And are you not walking like ordinary people? For when one person says, I am with Paul, and another, I am with Apollos, are you not ordinary people? What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants. Through whom you believe you believe, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted Apollo's water, but God was causing the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now the one who plants and the one who waters are one, but each will receive his own reward according to his labor. And I'm gonna keep saying, I don't know why the Lord has, has me keep saying this, but I'm just it's what the Lord said. We all have to change. And as often as we hear the word of God, we still shouldn't be the same. As often as we hear the word of God, we shouldn't have the same type of attitude. As often as we hear the word of God, we shouldn't still be gossiping. As often as we hear the word of God, we shouldn't still be talking about people behind their back. As often as we hear the word of God, we shouldn't still be trying to We try to do the same stuff over and over. As often as we hear the word of God, something in us ought to change. Something in us ought to get better. Something in us ought to make us wake up. We shouldn't still remain the same. When we keep hearing the word of God, it ought to make us change. It should make us change. The person you you shouldn't the person you are now shouldn't be the same person you were 20 years ago. Something ought to change. Something ought to get better. Something ought to grow. Because the preached word can do great things if we let it. It can do great things if we let it. Cuz Don't reject the word of God. Don't reject the word of God because the word of God is our manual in order to live the way God wants us to live. It's our structure manual. And that's why we have to study the word of God. Because watch this. The preacher has to study the word of God, not just for preaching, but for personal life and growth. But not just the preacher, the congregation should always study the word of God as well, and not just depend on the preacher for a word. Don't just depend on the preacher for the word. Study the word for you. God has a word specifically for you. Because what you might be dealing with, I might be dealing with something completely different. And we may look at the same passage, the same text, but it speaks to us in different ways. It talks to us differently. God may be speaking to me about, about doing this, but he may be telling you do that. It might be something completely different. For you, it might be writing a book. For you, it might be starting a business. For me, it might be praying more often. It might be staying off social media. I don't know. But we all have a word that... Is specifically for us Now it's great when we all come together To hear the word of God But also it's great when you have spend that time With God yourself And you really see how some things drop off How some things don't stay the same How some things just depart from you It's great when Unnecessary baggage leaves your life Let's <laughs> do the preaching of the word The studying of the Bible Because when we study the word of God together We all can grow together. Because watch this. When we study the word of God together, we become you all of us become stronger biblical Christians and all of us become a stronger biblical church. We all need to study the word of God. And as we receive the word of God, it should make us have more time to spend in the word so that we know God. Even more, and we know what we believe. Second, that we know what we believe. We know that God will come through. We know you can trust in God. We know God will turn that situation around. We know that God will solve that problem. We know that God can heal. We know it. We believe it because we've been studying it. And when you study it, it encourages you. It lifts up your spirits. It lifts up your home. It lifts up your life because you've been studying. You got to study this word. This word gives you hope. When life gets tragic, when life gets painful, when life tests you, this word, the Bible, will let you know God won't leave you, God won't forsake you, God won't turn His back on you. That's why you gotta study. And the preachers got to make the preacher has to make sure that studying is going on before they get up to preach because. As you preach the word of God, it's important to preach what you have do, what you have studied and what God has shown you. And as the preacher goes forth with preaching, the text is the text is what needs to be preached. I'm gonna say this again. Well, listen to this closely. The text has to be preached and not personal feelings, personal thoughts, or personal agendas. Because the text already indicates that good news comes from God. And the preached word should be good news from God and not news of personal backlash and rifts. The preaching moment is too important to miss. And when Christ is being preached, that's all that matters. I'm I'm almost through. I'm almost through. Hang with me just for a minute. I'm almost through. Philippians chapter 1 verse 12 through 17 says, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel, so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the Praetorian Guard and to everyone else, and that most of the brothers and sisters trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment have far more courage to speak the word of God without fear. Some, to be sure, are preaching Christ even even from envy and strife, but some also from goodwill. But the latter do it out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel, the former proclaim Christ out of self-ambition, rather than from pure motives, thinking they are causing me distress in my imprisonment. Because the gospel, watch this, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's about our salvation and reconciliation. And watch this, it's not about getting even with anybody. Little tight right there. The gospel is about us getting closer to Christ, not about us getting even with anybody. You can get even with somebody and still not feel relief. You can get even with somebody and still not feel comfort. You can get even with somebody. You can call somebody out subliminally and still not be okay. But when you got Christ in you, when you got the word of God, it sets you free. You don't even think about it. You don't even worry about it. You don't even ponder it. You don't even entertain it because you've pressed on. That's what Christ will do. Christ will set you free. Christ will make you free. Christ will have you have a free mindset, a free mouth, a free spirit, a free heart. I'm free in Christ. I don't have to worry about what was said. I don't have to worry about what was done in the past. I don't press stone because I'm free in Christ. Because the word of God, sunrise. Will do the cutting and the chastising. Nobody has to do anything. And watch this don't ever get to hear me close. Don't ever get to the place that you call out scriptures for what somebody else is doing wrong because there's always a scripture that will call you out for what you've done wrong, also. Say again, don't ever get to that place. You call out scripture for what somebody else did wrong because there's a scripture for where you've done wrong also. We don't ever want to get to that place where we call, where we just quote scripture just to call somebody out. Because it's just by God's grace that all of us haven't been found out. (laughs) None of us are perfect. That's why we need the gospel to make us all repent and seek God for forgiveness and also seek God to change our direction and to walk in the right way. Romans chapter three, verse 10 through 12. There is no righteous person, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks out God. They have all turned aside together. They have become corrupt. There is no one who does good. There is not even one. And we should all want the preacher to be real with us. We don't need anything that is not real. We don't need anything that is not consistent and accurate. Preaching has to be consistent. Preaching has to be about Jesus and the people. As the text says, our our, our, our text, I have proclaimed good news of righteousness in the great congregation. Behold, I will not restrain my lips. Lord, you know. I have proclaimed the word of God to the people. I proclaim what God has wanted me to proclaim. And I proclaim to the people so the people will hear. Because the lives of the people will make preaching a serious task. Lives are at stake. Lives are at stake. Satan is after all of us who believe in Jesus Christ. Enemies are after us. There are people who don't want to see you prosper. There are people who don't want to see you do good. There are people who aren't glad about what God is doing in your life. There are people who right now hate that God has blessed you. And that lives are at stake, there are lost souls they are atheists and agnostics. There are those who don't believe in the gospel. But when we keep preaching and speaking the gospel the way the Lord intended, lost souls can come. There have been atheists that have been converted, agnostics that have been converted. There have been all kinds who have been converted because they've heard the good news. That's why preaching in the word of God is so important because it changes, it saves. I told you, it sets us free. We're all in this together. We all contribute to the growth and the preaching moment because we all have to take the word seriously. Colossians chapter 1 verse 25 through 29. I was made a minister of this church according to the commission from God granted me for your benefit so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God. That is the mystery which had been hidden from the past ages and generations, but now has been revealed to the saints to whom God will to make known that the wealth of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles is the mystery that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him. Admonishing every person and teaching every person with all wisdom, so that we may present every person complete in Christ. For this purpose I also labor, striving according to his power, which works mightily within me. The late Bishop John Hines said, preaching is effective as long as the preacher expects something to happen. Not because of the sermon, not because of the preacher but because of God. Is there anybody that can say, I expect something to happen because God is is on the throne. You ought to say, I expect something to happen because God lives. I expect something to happen because God is with me. I expect something to happen because God is alive. I expect something to happen because God is on the throne. I expect things to get better. I know things to get better. I believe Things to get better, cause God lives. God is with me. God got my back. God, I expect it. You is everybody expecting? You ought to say, I expect it. You, that's listen. You ought to say, I expect it right now. I believe it's gonna get better. I know it's gonna get better. I know it won't remain this way. I know it's gonna turn around. I expect it's gonna get better, cause I have God on my side, and since God is on my side, I know it's gonna get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. You got to believe it. Do you believe it? It's going to get better. Philippians chapter 1 verse 21 says, "For me to from for, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain." Verse 27, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear about you, that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. The word of God, it's our anchor and that's our charge. We all need the word. Word to make us change and grow and believe that greater is coming. Do you believe greater is coming? You ought to praise God right now if you believe greater is coming. You ought to say, God, I believe greater is coming. God, I know greater. You ought to start telling yourself, I know greater is coming. I know things are going to get better. I believe it. I'm receiving it. I'm excited because I believe Things are gonna get better. You ought to tell yourself right now, things are gonna get better. It's not gonna be like this. Our world's not gonna be like this always. It's gonna get better. And I know it's gonna get better because I've heard about Jesus. And since I heard about Jesus, I know Jesus is gonna fix it. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Anybody know that Jesus is gonna fix it? Jesus will fix it. It's gonna get better because Jesus came to die Jesus was buried, but Jesus was resurrected. It's going to get better. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. The blood of Jesus. Reminds me, it's gonna get better. The blood of Jesus reminds me there's hope. The blood of Jesus reminds me that it's gonna turn around. The blood of Jesus reminds me it's gonna get better. Glory, right, hallelujah! It's gonna get better. It get a little rough. Get a little tough, get a little hard, it it, it, it gets taxing, it gets problematic sometimes, but it's going to get better because I have Jesus. Do you know Jesus? It's going to get better when you know Jesus. Hold on. Keep the faith because you got Jesus. Jesus. We got Jesus. That's why it's going to get better. We got Jesus in the world. You may have to cry sometime, but it's going to get better. You may be alone, but it's going to get better. You may be ignored, but it's going to get better. You may not be accepted, but it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Preaching let you know it's going to get better. Preaching let you know it's going to get better. just praise them with me. It's going to get better. It's better right now. It's going to get better. Better. It's going to get better. It will get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Hold on, just just stay in this word. This word lets you know it's gonna get better. Heaven and earth may pass away, but the but his word stands forever. It's gonna get better. Pain in your body, it's gonna get better. Trials and tribulations, it's gonna get better by the preaching of the word, because the preaching of the gospel. It's, it's our standard and mandate, and when we do that, we can rise to new heights in our spiritual walk First Peter chapter 1, verse 24 to 25. All flesh is like grass, and all its glory is like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flowers fall off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. And as I close, there are two words you can always say that in encouraging you. Encourage the preacher. Keep preaching. <laughs> Y'all put that in the comments. Keep preaching. Keep preaching. On a sunny day, keep preaching. On a cloudy day, keep preaching. On a rainy day, keep preaching. When you're tired, keep preaching. When you're frustrated, keep preaching. When when, when you get a little weak sometimes, keep preaching. When life gets troubling, keep preaching. When life gets hard, keep preaching. When money is low, keep preaching. When when things aren't going the way you want them to, just keep on preaching. Because this word of God is powerful. It's transformative. It saves. It heals. It's real. It never loses its power. But it's with us always. Amen. It's with us always. God bless you. On tonight. We pray you were blessed. We pray you were helped. Um, you can always join us at the Sunrise Mission of the Baptist Church, um, 613 North Admirer Avenue in El Reno, Oklahoma. We are the church where everybody is family. We would love for you to be a part of our church. Continue to like, share, and comment um, on this video, on this Bible study. And we know things are going to get better through the preaching of the, of the Word of God. God bless you and keep you. We have our um, virtual VBS next week. Um, The 3rd through the 5th, we'll be doing that on Zoom. Um, Of course, there'll be a post on our church Facebook page, but we, we would love for you to be a part of that as well. So God bless you, and God keep you, is our prayer.